1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
0: per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2017. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita School Superintendent, Dr. Elisha Thompson. Welcome to Issues 2017.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Good.
0: On July 1st, (laughs) Dr. Thompson took over the superintendent job, replacing John Allison, who moved to Olathe to be superintendent there. Allison had been Wichita superintendent since 2009. Now... Dr. Thompson, you've been on the job for a few months. What are your initial impressions? You're wow. going st- to stay?
1: <laughs> wow is my first impression. Yes, I'm going to definitely stay. Um, I've been on the job for two months, and very quickly I realized, you know, my experience from being a kindergarten student all the way up until uh, sitting in that seat two months ago, I realized very quickly how little do I know about being in the role of a
0: superintendent. Well, that's uh, not a job that everybody has. Now, I, you just kind of uh, mentioned there that uh, your kind of use of term "homegrown" tell, makes you sound like a tomato plant. But, uh, <laughs> homegrown, educated in Wichita schools. Talk about that for a minute, will you please?
1: I am. I was born and raised here in Wichita, Kansas, and I um, started the Wichita my journey with the Wichita Public School as a kindergarten student. Um, I went to school at Carter Elementary School, which is now Holy, uh, Holy Savior Catholic Church at this point, and I was there until I was in the fourth grade. And when I got there, my mom was the only fourth grade teacher there in that building, and she said, I do not want to teach you all day and then go home with you too. So she shipped me off to Chisholm Trail Elementary School where I finished elementary school there and attended Brooks Middle School and Heights High School, a graduate of Heights High School.
0: So were you a bust then by your mother? Or yes, why? yes. <laughs> I that way. <laughs> <It> was. <laughs> okay. Well, it, when you were young, who inspired you to become an educator as you were growing up?
1: Um, who inspired me was uh, a kindergarten teacher that was a teacher at Carter Elementary School. Um, I just remember going to kindergarten, and I'll never forget being very, very scared, and my parents kind of nudging me and pushing me, you know, in that room. And then there was a lady there, and she had this great big smile on her face, and she said, welcome, come in. You know how kindergarten teachers are, and they're huggy and lovey, and I thought, okay, I think I can do this. But all during the day and all during my kindergarten year, she told me how wonderful I was, how beautiful I was, how smart I was. And I always remembered that. And so when I got ready to choose my profession, you know, you go as a student, you kind of go from here to there to there and yonder. But my mother used to tell me, you know, make sure you pick a career in which you're going to really enjoy and want to do every day. And, when I, and it went right back to that kindergarten teacher. I wanted to make kids feel the exact same way that she made me feel.
0: Well, there are more than 50,000 students. Students in USD two five nine plus teachers and staff. Does that responsibility ever seem overwhelming to you?
1: Of course it does. Of course it does. (laughs) However, when you have a good team around you, um, you're able to do anything.
0: All right. So you think it's a team then? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk a bit a bit about the. Uh, something that's really interesting to me, and that is the diversity of Wichita students. Oh, we've just got something and everything out there, right? Yes, Tell us, we do. Talk about that for a minute.
1: Um, you know, that's one of the things that we pride ourselves upon is the diversity that we have. We have in our school district 109 languages that are spoken in the homes of our students that come from 90-plus countries of origin and so we're very, very proud to have that such a diverse, and that gives our kids the cutting edge. So when they're going off into college, into the workforce, they have had experiences being able to work in a diverse setting.
0: You know, and I, I find that so interesting when we talk about all those many different languages spoken in the students' homes. Uh, a challenge, too, when they get to school, the you, you have to teach them in English, right?
1: It, it is definitely a challenge. However, you know, it gives, you know, while it's a challenge, it also is an asset in the classroom as well because our kids are exposed to those different languages and the different ways in which other cultures live. And and so it really is an advantage to our students. So it is a challenge. However, it also is an asset.
0: Some of your students don't have homes. Talk about that for a little bit.
1: Yes, we do have um, a significant homeless population. Um, program within our school district and again when we when the students come into our doors we we embrace them and you would never know when you come into a, into the building who's homeless who has you know who has a home um, because all of our students begin to then kind of you know feed upon each other and grow from each other so again that again is the diversity that we have within our school district that makes us great
0: and we talk about the size and the, uh, the size of this school district USD 259 and actually it's just about the biggest in this part of the world isn't it yes biggest between what canada and something <laughs> do you know the uh,
1: we are the we are in, put it into perspective okay. uh, some of the school districts that we have within the school district are, uh, the, the state we have about 282 school districts and the right. average is 1700 students and so to put that into perspective we educate uh, about 11% of the state's students uh, with in Wichita public schools and are some of the average high school uh, average uh, districts are the size of some of our high schools such as north and uh, <laughs> east so yeah
0: we have we have a large school district it's amazing yes <laughs> there's been some reporting about disciplinary problems in classrooms what's being done to ensure that those unruly students uh, the unruly student is properly dealt with doctor
1: yeah, um, First, I want to kind of explain a little bit. I think that's kind of blown a little bit out of uh, proportion. We, we, When you talk about the behavior issues that we have, if you dig into our data, what you'll find is that's probably about between 5 to 7% of our students that you're talking about. So the other students that we have within our school district, the other 85, 86% of the kids are doing exactly what we need them to do. They come to school prepared, ready to go. Uh, that small percent kind of is escalated to be there. But what we will do with those particular students is we know that those students come to us with a lot of trauma. Um, they have had some kind of something significant that has happened in their lives, such as being a foster care student, uh, could be death in family, maybe a parent being incarcerated. And so they come with us with these with some trauma in their lives. And so what we're doing is we're doing an a, a extensive study um, on those particular students. And then we're training our teachers to be equipped to be able to do with those students once they come into our buildings, we have special curriculum and outside consultants that are coming in and supporting us in this work.
0: We should never get the impression that it's utter pandemonium in there.
1: It is not. It's like a it great was when I, place when
0: I was in class.
1: Well, maybe it was, that was just you, right? <laughs> I was always, a,
0: always always a challenge. Yes, no, we, yeah. Yeah, you know there are people who want to, I guess, promote the idea that public schools are a mess. There, it's just it's crazy nothing good ever happens there but you're telling me that your teachers are going that extra mile to find out what's going on with these kids absolutely
1: that's our job we are a public setting and we educate all students and we want to make sure that we give every student that comes through our doors the quality education that they deserve
0: now you're telling me that the teachers have the opportunity to uh, be nurturing and helpful what about uh, authority and the needing to maintain proper learning atmosphere do they have the authority as individuals to to deal with this absolutely. effectively? A- absolutely know. and those are the things that we're working with our teachers
1: to be able to to really be able to understand the students that are sitting in front of them and being able to create strategies and opportunities for those kids to be successful in those settings and we also know that we also have building administrators and also classroom teachers that will also be able to if there, there's additional needs that need to happen for those students we're able to do that as well.
0: Now with a, f- a few exceptions over the years and I'm I was going to knock on wood, but I better not. Uh, these uh, our public schools here in Wichita, I think, have been, well, can I be complimentary? Fairly uneventful as far as yeah. security problems are concerned. Yeah. But there is occasionally uh, something that goes on. Talk a little bit about maintaining overall safety and security in schools for those 50,000-plus kids.
1: Yeah, we are so um, fortunate to have um, such... Uh, I will say skillful people that work on in our safety services you know just like teachers are always looking for best practices for classroom instructional places that's exactly what our operations and our safety division does for us they're always looking for the next greatest thing or the the best practices as it relates to keeping kids safe so because of their efforts you know we seem to be uneventful because we always are looking for those best practices so that we can ensure safety in our schools.
0: And we were talking a, a minute ago about uh, uh, you as a student, but you, you talk a little bit about your teaching career here in the mm-hmm. public schools. Tell me about that a little bit.
1: Um, yes, I, um, I I was a, started out as a teacher in a school called Ingalls Global Magnet School, uh, and it is now the Samuel E. Spate Accelerated Magnet Academy, and that is where I was the first building principal. So I was actually a teacher, a building principal, assistant principal at Cloud Elementary School, Um, And then I was a principal also of Little Early Childhood in Cessna Elementary School and then moved on to staff development and assistant superintendent of elementary schools. And now I am currently in this role as superintendent.
0: As you were coming along through through your professional career, did you have a mentor or mentors who kind of helped you along the way?
1: Yes. Um, Mr. Billy Breckenridge. Uh, is a gentleman that um, really nurtured me as a classroom teacher. He saw something in me, I guess, that you don't see in yourself. You You don't really see yourself that way as a young person, and encouraged me to continue to move along that journey. He saw leadership potential in me, put me in different positions within the building to take on leadership responsibilities, And from there, I just moved along. And he's been with me, and he still is with me today. And I I visit with him often, and he continues to encourage me along my journey.
0: Uh, You're listening to Issues 2017 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Wichita School Superintendent Dr. Alicia Thompson. How are USD 259 students doing on test scores?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting that you say uh, ask about those. We are moving into a different a way that we assess students, and we're not looking. The state actually doesn't look per se at the test scores to determine whether a school is successful. In order to be uh, conti- to be accredited now, um, they're looking at multiple things. They're looking at our graduation rate. They're looking at pre-kindergarten readiness. Um, they're looking at our social and emotional um, data that we are collecting. Um, those are the ways in which they're looking. Looking to see because what we've heard from our uh, stakeholders in the state is that people really want to know do you have a well-rounded student you know can they get along with others do can they self-regulate and so the the state has given us rubrics and lots of uh, ways in which we evaluate uh, our entire aspect of our system not just one data point.
0: Has there been too much emphasis on test scores do you think?
1: I think that the tests that we have been given are just one point in time for students, and it does not give a full uh, perspective of the success
0: of a student. What are other variables or intangibles in a child's education?
1: What's what's important is that the students, um, not only do they have academia work, we need to make sure that they know how to read, and we need to make sure that they know how to do the arithmetic, as people would say. But they also need to know how to work together collaboratively in teams. They need to know how to be on time when it's time to go to work. All those soft skills uh, that you need to be successful at work. And so we know that students need to be that well-rounded thing. So that's exactly what we are looking at two pieces of the students to determine success.
0: Okay. Now you have something called parent and community listening. Mm-hmm. I've got a schedule in front of you guys. The first one's October 24th at Wilburn. Then you go through November 30th. Now, what, what are you going to do at these uh, sessions then? Mm-hmm. Tell me well,
1: about Well, um, as a new superintendent, as I, as I stated earlier, you know, you think you've been in a district for a long period of time. And you think you know a lot. But the first thing you need to do as a good leader is really to go in and to listen to the organization you need to listen to the internal s- stakeholders which would be my, our teachers and our students and s- other staff and then i need to make sure that i'm out in the community listening to parents community members um, um just anyone who is interested in the school system and just listen to what they want from our school district because again the school district belongs to the city of wichita and so we want to make sure that we're giving the city of wichita what they want and they desire for their students when they
0: leave us Schedule available at USD259.org. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. You can find out a lot of stuff if we go to that webpage. Can't we? Absolutely. All right. Talk about uh, with us about the value you place on extracurricular activity, clubs, arts, sports all that stuff outside the classroom.
1: Absolutely. We're really uh, excited and fortunate in the Wichita Public Schools because we have so many opportunities for our students within the Wichita Public Schools, all the way from our magnet school choices, JROTC, AVID. We have advanced placement classes. You have career and technical education and pathways that kids can go through to receive certificates when they graduate. And so we are very, very fortunate to have all of the choices that we have. And as a matter of fact, we are actually having – um, our Choices Fair on November the 8th is our Choices Fair. And we actually have a new name because we really want, we, we're excited about our magnet schools, but we want to really emphasize opportunities. So okay. our Choices Fair has a new name. Okay. And the new name is called the Showcases of Choices and Opportunities. All right. And so we want to invite anyone that is interested in learning about the Choices and Opportunities to come out on November the
0: 8th. November the 8th. And again, more information can be had at USD259.org. You uh, do you have much? I'm talking about the extracurricular activities just for a second. Uh, one of your predecessors said that's one of the, for many kids, that's the only reason they come to school. Yeah, do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I do. I think you know, kids, kids. Now, at least mine. know I have my kids too. They like to feel connected to something. They want to be engaged in something that happens. And so, what we need, what we have done is we've had the opportunity to kind of listen. We have this thing called Super SAC, where it's the Superintendent's Advisory Council, where it's high school students that come in and tell us what they need in order to make their experiences really excitable and really where they want to be there, so that we can grasp onto them and teach them so that they can get out of here and graduate. And so, what we have been able to do is create opportunities for kids to engage around the things that. They they are interested in, and when we what we find is when kids are engaged, they come to school, they engage, they they they. they engage with their teachers. They built those relationships with their teachers. And because of those types of things, they're able to receive the education that they're receiving and then able to graduate and be uh, productive citizens.
0: Dr. Thompson, do you have much contact with business leaders? They, they're always talking about bringing well-educated people into the workplace. Do you talk to business leaders?
1: I do on a regular basis. Um, hence why you know we have tons of partnerships within our school district and, um, and, and inclusive of that are a lot of our local businesses. And I I listen to them as they tell me and hence why you know we're taking a look at not just the academic piece of that but also those soft skills and they say those are areas in which we need to continue to work on and build those students so that then when they come into the workforce they know how to come to work on time and they know how to work collaboratively all those things that we talked about earlier that's what our community is telling us our leaders in the businesses are telling us
0: yeah i've been hearing a lot about that lately about the younger people and, and the soft skills, uh, getting along with people, getting there on time. And it seems to, maybe our generation is kind of second nature, but uh, it has to be developed and nurtured, huh?
1: You know, what what we, what we find is, is that, you know, th- when you have students that come from some of the environments that some of our kids come from, that's not something that's taught in the home. And so, again... We, we take where, what, what, what the populations that we serve, and we know who's sitting in front of us, and then we build uh, whatever we need to build around them to give them those soft skills and the academic skills to be successful.
0: The budget process has been complicated in recent years by the state legislature's uh, changing approach to spending. Uh, you look for things to settle down in Topeka anytime soon?
1: Well, I am hopeful. I am hopeful. Um, I, I, what I can say is that uh, we did get the opportunity to um, have a little bit of re- what I say is relief is that we are l- at least not cutting and so that's that's something to be thankful for. And we are hopeful uh, that uh, as they continue to deliberate and make decisions about what happens in the future, that they keep in mind that uh, the Wichita Public Schools and any other school district, you know, we educate the future workforce, and we need to make sure that uh, we take that into consideration as decisions are being made.
0: Over the past few years, I've watched this process, frankly, and reported about it on the air. And it seems to I can only... The only thing I can see is the way it changes constantly. It's a little bit, it seems to be a little bit like sewing a a button on a custard pie to make a budget. Does that sound right to you?
1: Yes. (laughs) And being a new person, you know, I felt like I was drinking out of a fire hose. (laughs)
0: Uh, There you go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a little overwhelming. (laughs) overwhelming.
1: It's a little overwhelming. Um, And so my first experience of building a budget, I was thankful that uh, Mr. Allison was still here during that time at the beginning to kind of, you know kind of spoon feed me a little bit mm-hmm. so uh i have a, again as i stated before having a wonderful team around you you could do anything and yeah. so it was great to have a good team to collaborate with and work with as we went through that process so
0: were you any good at math when you're
1: <laughs> no <laughs> i'm a, I'm a I'm an english language arts girl. Me neither. <laughs> i need a calculator <laughs> I, yeah
0: no kidding now are you confident that our lawmakers have a good handle on the education issue
1: I have a lot of confidence in our legislators. I think um, they're good people, and I think they want to do what's best for our state. And so I have every confidence that they'll do the right thing.
0: Looks like the school bond improvements are pretty much complete. What impact has that had? On morale, not only for students, but teachers and staff members. What's the impact been?
1: I think it has been fantastic. Um, Again, as we think about the safety that you talked about, I mean, wow, who can say in in this country that they have every school has a safe room? Uh, for their students to be in. And we thank the city of Wichita uh, and our voters for being able to provide that opportunity for our students that is and our staff. So that's been great. And then when you know the pride that you have when you walk into the a, a wonderful uh, facility um, with 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 bright colors and you know all of those things that has an impact on students and not only the students but the staff they they feel good in the spaces in which they work.
0: Not only that but recently air conditioning
1: Oh my goodness. Yes. How could I forget air <laughs> yeah. conditioning? When you and I were going to school. Yes. I was a teacher and we they, had they no had air. And we had those yeah. fans, I mean, and you could you had to scream and yell yeah. to try to talk over those fans. And so uh yeah, they're they're spoiled compared to what we had.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, and we were talking about uh I've always felt that reading is it's the first thing. If you can teach somebody to read effectively, then they can pretty much educate themselves if they can follow instructions. But uh, there are also some, uh, do we teach enough history? I'm thinking that we don't, but maybe I'm wrong. The kids don't seem to be interested in history anymore.
1: We, we actually have um, standards that are given to us by the Kansas State Department of Education. And so when you look at those standards, those are requirements. So we do absolutely teach history inside of our schools, and we teach exactly to the curriculum that we're needing to do. And, of course, there's tons of opportunities. Our kids go to Topeka and learn about the government, so we have tons of opportunities to learn about history. Let yes.
0: me tell you something. Two of courses that I really found valuable were driver's ed, I don't think you knew that anymore. No. And boys' foods, believe it or not. Boys' foods? Yes. It was taught by Mrs. Wren over at West High School. Oh,
1: I know her. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, so that those were valuable. Those life skills, again, a different different part of education.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now the, uh, the upgrade is culinary arts. Oh! Yes, we have culinary well, you arts. Could,
0: boy, yeah, you have to yes. keep it equal. Yeah, I understand. Yes, cool. yes. <laughs> culinary arts. Yes. Wow, I'm going back to school. Yes. What is your biggest challenge as Wichita School Superintendent?
1: Um, the biggest challenge that we are starting to find is recruitment of, of teachers. And so we really are trying to find really creative ways in order to recruit. So I would say one of the biggest challenges is recruitment. Of, of classroom teachers, and, and special ed in particular, and some of the s- sciences and mathematics.
0: Teachers recruitment, okay. Mm-hmm. And what has you excited about what's happening in USD 259? You're obviously a person who's enthusiastic and positive, but what what's the most exciting thing to you about what's happening in USD 259 right now?
1: The energy from the staff. Teachers, the administrators, um, the downtown staff, the people at our school service center, they are amazing, and they have lots and lots of energy. So what motivates me is just the people that we have in our students and the families that we have and our ability to be able to work together for the common good of our kids.
0: You uh, touched on this about the uh, difficulty in recruiting teachers. There's a, there are young people out there. might be somebody listening to, listening to us right now who maybe never even thought about being an educator. What would you say to that young person who... Who might have the opportunity to be an educator a teacher administrator so forth
1: well you know this this profession is one that is totally um, that gives you the ability to give back to your community in so many different ways to impact the lives and change the trajectory for families in in your community and so it's more to it than just reading and writing and arithmetic it's about the relationships that are being built and the strong foundation and the way that you mentor and build relationships with kids and to give them the hope that there is life, a better life outside of the ones that they live in, that is an awesome, awesome profession to go into.
0: What do you do to, in your spare time to unwind? Maybe I shouldn't ask you that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you, you I, got I
0: any hobbies I, or anything, or just uh, <laughs>
1: well, I I do some community service work through some uh, organizations that I belong to. Uh, I go to church. And then I have a wonderful family, two daughters and a husband that I spend my time with. So, so that's what I do.
0: That keeps you busy then, huh? Very, very busy. You don't have time to go play golf or go fishing or anything? No,
1: I don't know how to play golf, but people ask me to. <laughs> and then I have to make up an excuse because I don't want to embarrass myself out there. So, uh, no, I don't have time for that.
0: You know, somebody on your staff knows how to play golf, and you just send them for you then. Yes,
1: that'd be a good As idea. your surrogate
0: golfer. That'd that's be a idea. good idea. I need to well, find listen, one. <laughs> thank you for spending some time with us. I'm really excited about the fact that somebody who came through USD 259 is now at the top, and that's pretty interesting and gratifying. Our guest, Wichita School Superintendent, Dr. Alice, Alicia Thompson. That's all for this edition of the 2017 Issues, When we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone
0: 15s, and each line is only $25.00 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with autopay pay discount using debit or bank
0: account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See tmobile.com.